This is a free download from the BBC. For more information, go to bbc.co.uk slash podcasts. Now. Hi, guys. What are you doing? Sorting out my chair. Welcome to the podcast. Let's listen to Kelly sorting out a chair. There'll be a clip. There's a clip at the back here yeah. that you do. So unclip it, and then you can lift the arm up. <laughs> the arms on chairs, they make it easy to go down, but they're so difficult to get up. Mm. It's like me. i tell you what I watched a bit of yesterday, and it was rubbish. Right. Do you remember in the 80s? When um, they'd have no. these big, you, you you literally don't, but they'd have these big expansive British cartoons, seventies and eighties that were supposed to be like artistic and beautiful, but were boring. Like Watership um, Down. Exactly like Watership Down, and were wobbly, and like really wobbly. The Lord of the Rings one as well. That was Lord uh, of the Ring one. Do you know geeky. the Beatles? Instead of um, After Help, do you know what, what film they were going to make? Lord of the Rings. Oh. They were going to make Lord of the Rings. Ringo was going to be Bilbo. <laughs> Is it Bilbo in Lord of the Rings or is he in the, the Hobbit? Bilbo's briefly in the Lord of the Rings, but you're thinking of Frodo. This is it was the script was being written by who's the gay playwright that was killed by his partner, Joe Orton. Right. Joe Orton was writing. Joe Orton. I'm sure I've got this right, Beatles fans. Joe Orton was writing a script based on Lord of the Rings for the Beatles to make, and Ringo was going to be Frodo. They could have called it Lord of the Ringo. Ladies and gentlemen, Kelly Betts. That's that's why she gets top dollar. That's why she yeah. earns more than us put together. Yeah. I think uh, I'd get the same as the cleaner. Who is our cleaner? I've not seen it's not it's not Prince. It's actually me. <laughs> that's why you get the same as that's the cleaner. That's why this place is a pigsty. <laughs> we used to have a we used to have Prince. Yeah. And he um um got I don't know, got the sack or something. Then we used to have Mal we used to have Malcolm. We still do have Malcolm. W- w- I never see him. Whence is Malcolm? I think he comes in in the evening. Um, oh, I'm not singing this. Oh, it took me ages. I haven't got a script. Well, you, you don't yeah, need you to. Have. You can just copy and paste. I haven't. I definitely gave you on here. But you, well, you I sing it. There, you sing it. I can't. I don't know the words. The words are in front of... Kelly writes script for the podcast. It's and just pod, pod, pod. Mama put the podcorn kernels in the pod. She turned up the heat. Nope. Now the pot, that's my Canadian, is getting hot. And then those popcorn kernels start to pot, 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 Clever. You made me sick. Because you've got uh, bare naked ladies in here. You make me puke. Thank you. Are they in the podcast? Yeah. Oh, nice one. That's um, I've, I've swallowed it now. Here's Monday's show in a nutshell. Oh, and you've put a definition of nutshell. Mm-hmm. I always wondered what that meant. I, mm. I've said it. It's a word I've said it. I've never known what it meant. Brackets, a nutshell in very brief form, semicolon in a few words. And here it is. Enjoy. Sorry, I had to take a breath then because this supermoon thing really has got um, people by the balls. And Scott Balcony is tweeting pictures of... Uh, These are the best pictures. ...of the supermoon. I mean, <laughs> at Balcony shirts if you want to see The last those. one in particular. Do you know what, do you know what annoys me? People Na- tweeting pictures of the sky? Natural phenomenon. Phenomena. Because <laughs> it's nothing special. It's... Well, it's a bit special. It's different. No, no, no. It's unusual. Natural phenomena is literally nothing special. It's natural. <laughs> i tell you what's special, the Apple Watch. That is special because someone has built a watch that can tell you 
when you need to take your phone out of your pocket to look at a message. Yeah, that people, is, and people are paying thousands of pounds for and that. And that is special. The red, oh, look at the red moon. Why? It'll happen again. Imagine the moon being red. Stay in bed. Use your head. Upside your head. Um, I see, okay, so um, red moons, not special. Um, what other natural phenomena? Volcanoes? Oh, boring. Can we do a phone in on natural phenomena you've ignored? Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. What natural phenomenons? Phenomen- <laughs> phenomenae? Phenomena. Phenomenae. No. Have you missed or ignored or, or deliberately purpose. turned your back? Maybe you were, um, you were in Cornwall when the, the sun got covered up by the moon. And <laughs> that's what it is. It's all it is, guys. It's all it is. And you thought, and you're in bed, and you thought, I should probably get up and say, ah, do you know what? I can't be bothered. <laughs> put, put Steve Wright in the afternoon on instead, and he's listening, dozing in bed, listening to, to Wrighty with his chatty bits. Factoids. Factoids. It's a factoid. Factoid. Yeah. They're really good, though, aren't they? Really good. Really, really good. Here's a, here's a factoid. Did you know that money can be used to buy things? Oh, factoid. Yeah, factoid. Good one, Steve. Kelly's got a factoid. <laughs> And Kelly's crying. Oh, gosh. She's crying. Maybe you went on a coach trip to the Grand Canyon and then just before you got there, you were out of sleep. Yeah, a little doze. I thought, do you know what? Actually, I, I can't be bothered. I'm doing so well at Candy Crush. <laughs> just about to beat my high score. I'm going to ignore. It's just a massive hole anyway. <laughs> Catherine, please don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> Thank you, James. A little bit of, uh, for those of you who've ever worked in BBC Local Radio, a little bit of inside information. I forgot to open my ENPS. Not going to explain it for those guys that don't work in BBC Local Radio, but suffice to say, I'm talking now to fill in me opening up and getting the day that I need. And these are your headlines on BBC Three Counties Radio. There's been a big rise in the number of illegal immigrants being arrested by Bedfordshire police. An elderly woman has died after her car hit a lamppost in Milton Keynes and residents of a road in Berkhamsted are campaigning to stop motorists. I'm going to take a run up to that because I wasn't prepared for that sentence. And residents of a road in Berkhamsted are campaigning to stop motorists from knocking down their cats. I mean, very sedate podcast introduction so far. I'm hoping you girls will up the ante a little bit. Up my ante. Up my ante's what? None of your business. Which ante? Yeah, it'd have to be anti, uh, anti-Diane. All right. Show, point me in the right direction. <clears throat> Gosh, that, that took a, uh, a, a, a bum steer. <laughs> <laughs> she might do if you ask nicely. Now... Sometimes the show takes a rude turn, as highlighted by that little exchange yes. sur la podcast. What's podcast in French? Probably podcast. Yeah. Je ne sais pas. I haven't spoken French for about 10 years. Well, about 10 seconds. You All just right. did it just then. Well, that doesn't really count. Everyone can do that one. I tell you what, here you go, because you, you think you're so um, clever and we don't like you. Translate this. Read this bit in French. Here we go. Oh, my French isn't as good as my Spanish. And that's that's what um, tossers say. who are really good at speaking French. Oh, I don't speak it that well. Okay, I'll have a go. And then they order. They 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 design like a house in French. Okay. In a, in All like, right, just in the conversation. Let's try. Let's try. Let's try as if she can't do it. it makes me. I'm just thinking to... about it. Don't think about it. Do it. Okay. 
Are you going to read it in English first? No, just do it in French. Let them work. Okay. Suckers. Alors, parfois l'émission prend la route mauvaise, mais, euh, mais euh, heureusement, nous avons le produit top dans ma forme, Catherine Boyle, pour euh, manager le bateau euh, à la sauveté lorsque les choses vont euh, mal. Ah, sauf maintenant, pour ce petit pièce. Why did you say Catherine Boyle in a northern accent? Because that's my name. You can't translate that. C'est une Catherine Boyle. Catherine. Catherine Boyle. Catherine Boyle. That was beautiful. Anyway, let's have the clip, is it? It was mm. terrible French. Apologies. Morning, Ian. Morning, everyone. Well, 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 <laughs> now, when you say everyone, are you speaking to my girls or are you speaking to the listeners, the boys and girls listening? Um, well, it was to the people in your office, but if you put it like that, then it can be to everyone, I suppose. I would rather you, it wasn't, and don't take this the wrong way, girls. Well, you, do girls. A, you do a great job, and I've got to say, you're both looking <laughs> so do. fit today. Thanks, um, Blair. Looking fine. I mean, really, is it's great to come in on a cold, wet morning okay. and just get, get a little glance, little glance at some little bit of Leggingtons, tight top. It really makes my day. So, girls, well done. Thanks what we're a lot. Here for. Thank you so get much indeed. Naughty. Um, okay, uh, but uh, I'd rather you didn't speak to them, if I'm honest, Paul. Okay, well that's fine by me. You're the boss, Ian, right? That, that's <laughs> absolutely correct. <laughs> the, the eye candy is not for talking to; it's for looking at. And they do a great uh, job of allowing me to look I at have, them. I have Googled both of them to see what they look like. Actually, yeah, I'm sorry and, about um, that. No, I agree with you. They're, I just, you know, they're nice. They're nice. Yeah, they're, they're nice. How about you Google this? Oh, she's um, making uh, a, 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 a vulgar hand gesture with both hands. Paul, that's 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 what, how upset she, to you, yeah, yeah. Oh, Mostly to okay. Ian. Okay. Mostly to so, Ian. Isn't that, I'm going to fade them down because we don't need we don't need them. I can still look at them. Just stand up and give us a twirl, ladies. Go on, just stand, stand up and give us a twirl. <laughs> I Beautiful. will actually. Kelly actually is, and that's 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 probably you know the okay the fresher of the meats. I think. Wow. Say, if okay. I if, if I was a butcher. Well, if I was a butcher, if I was and stuffing, right? If I was right, wow. okay. <laughs> if I was a butcher, I'd probably try and. Um, can I say this, Catherine? Probably not. I'd probably try and shift Kath first. Wow. <laughs> so you've got a problem there because okay. I prefer my meat well hung. <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. And that was the day that we lost our jobs. Yeah. Okay, <laughs> Do you the day well. we lost our jobs? Yeah, it was 20 minutes past eight on Monday, the 20th of September. Yeah, we, we, we just pushed it too far. Uh, what, have got, what have you got for us, Paul? I've forgotten now. Well, that clip was um, really worth listening to, and I'm glad you enjoyed it. I don't know what it is. I don't listen. You li do you listen to the pod? You don't because you make it, so you don't need to listen to the completed. I still do listen to it. That's weird. No, I listen on my drive home just to check that I haven't left any of your swear words in. I don't do it's any. It's a bit too late by then. But just we to do check. we do swear when we're recording the podcast. Links. Do you listen? You used to listen to it. You don't. I now. listen to it sometimes. It depends. I don't. I don't. Have... Sometimes I've had enough. You know, some weeks I've had enough of you. So why <laughs> would I listen to it again? I was there. What's his name? Deep Pan Dave. Deep Pan Dan. That was good. Deep. It's a Nando's now. Deep Pan Pizza in Bedford. I miss Pizza Land. Let's talk about defunct pizza oh, places. Oh, Pizza Land was good. The advert for Pizza Land, they cut the pizza and as they pulled it apart, the the word Pizza Land would be spelled mm. with cheese. You never mm. had a Pizza Land, did you? you, no. were, you, you do you know what? She was probably born after Pizza Land went bust. I remember when I was very little. Pizzas galore. I was born because and, uh, Pizza Land went bust. Pizzas galore and a whole lot more.
It wasn't a lot more. It was just pizzas. Was it a, a British brand that that got yeah. driven out by the Americans? Before McDonald's and Wimpy and that lot oh, came well. to Manchester, my dad used to take me to this place called Burgerland, oh. and they did proper beef burgers, like fat ones. Wow. Before you know, because McDonald's like slap theirs or something, so that they're oh, it's, chew- half it's a chewy meat, but beautiful, beautiful. It's squeaky. But anyway, these were proper burgers, and all I remember of it was really nice um, strawberry milkshakes, and they used to have paintings on the walls, like nice murals of uh, dancing milkshakes and that. Mm. Burgerland, Manchester. I drove past where I used to live recently, Southgate in North London, and I didn't used to live there recently. I drove recently. I drove past somewhere I lived a long time ago for a short period of my time on this earth um, that we call home. And there, up until a few years ago, there was a wimpy on the corner. Oh. Not now from Paddy Power. Where oh. on earth do you get a bender in a bun now? I think I prefer that. I see Justin. He sorts me out. I have to provide the bum. We have our own political correspondent on the show. He's into politics, you know, like Corbyn, Cameron, uh, Clegg. He loves words beginning with C because he is one. He's a correspondent, (laughs) Kelly. Um, I I know what you're thinking, guys. You're thinking he should be doing more karaoke because that sounds like a hard C. It's a kick and cut, Mm. but it sounds like a hard C. And he is a hard C. Take a listen to this clip and you'll find out why. I've got no idea what's in the show. Catherine? Yeah, I've got a vague idea. Okay, Kelly? No. Okay, well, I mean... So, like you, dear listener, we're going to learn what's in the show as the show progresses. Do you want me to give you a rundown? I don't, actually. Hospitals. No, I don't. I'm, Sugar I'm, daddies. I'm going to... Ooh. And armed police. Eee. Is it a serious sugar daddy story? Or yeah, well, one? kind of. I know what people say, though. If you go on a website called sugardaddies.com and get rinsed out by some younger woman, kind of asking for it. Okay, okay. I've got got a Sugar Daddy song up my sleeve. Have you? Approps? Can I see the lyrics? (laughs) If you've got some sugar, Daddy, pour it on. She's gone to prison, so... It'll be fine, then. Yeah, it's fine. It'll be fine. Well... Across beds, hearts and bucks. This when is BBC Three oh, Counties Radio. Good. I know I know I'm mixing up stories here, guys. But when it comes to sugar sugar daddies <laughs> Sit back, enjoy this. Oh. When it comes to sugar daddies, they don't come much sweeter. Sweeter and daddier here. Um than <laughs> There it is. There that it guy. is. You heard it. You heard it. And that, there it is again. You heard that. It's like a little mouse, a little sexual mouse that is um, able to tempt um, the vulnerable women with his, with his cackle. Hello, Paul Scoynes. <laughs> good morning. Hello. Good morning. How are you? I'm okay, thank you. I'm in my spare bedroom. Nice to be here. Oh, do you have an argument with the missus again? I'm so sorry to hear that. You said you're like being a sugar daddy. You can't do that. You're an actual daddy now. I'm hey, just too... I'm almost just too much of a player, really. <laughs> Speaking of playing, um, I've given you my tickets to go and see Squeeze, one of the greatest, um, well, he's yes. in the top 50 bands of all time. Um, I, I've given you my tickets to go and see Squeeze tonight at Milton Keynes. Um, 50 quid a ticket, Paul. Yep. I just wondered how we were going to do the money, how that was going to work. I was going to do a transfer, if that's all right, and um, I'll, I, as you say, I'll, I'll put it into the bank account marked Ian Lee in a major high street bank. But as Barclays? Yeah, yeah, that, that one. Okay. Um, is there any chance 
of getting um, cash in a brown envelope. Do you want it in euros? I would prefer pounds. Pounds would be awesome. Okay. I, I can what, do it in euros. I'll tell you what we'll do. I'll tell you what we'll do. Okay, right. Um, and this will be tricky because there's a massive delay, but I, I think this might work. Just to, to prove how much... It, you can have those tickets for free, Paul. You can have those tickets for free. Okay. But... Cheers, Mum. Well, the question on everyone's lips, Paul, is uh, do you know um, Squeeze well enough to go and see them live in concert this evening in Milton Keynes? So just a quick snatch of Squeeze. Quick Squeeze. Of, no, hang on, here we go. It's... Uh... Up the junction. Oh! Okay, well, let's see how well you know it. Let's uh, hear <laughs> you singing along with uh, its build here as Up the Junction brackets in the style of Squeeze karaoke version. In the style of Squeeze. <laughs> It was something that happened with me and a girl from Clapham on the Windy Common that night they ain't forgotten when she dealt all the rations and some with other passions uh, said, uh, you're a lady. Perhaps she said, I may be. We moved into a basement with thoughts of our engagement. We stayed up by the telly, although the room was smelly. We spent our time just kissing, the railway arms were missing. But love had got us hooked up, and all the time it took up. I got a job with Stanley, he said I'd come in handy. And he started me on Monday. Had a bath on Sunday. I worked 11 hours and bought the girl some flowers. She said she'd seen a doctor and nothing else could stop her. I worked all through the winter and the bottle of um, this bit. I'm <laughs> Paul, um, you've you've uh, you've you've won a pair of tickets to see Squeeze. Hey! How excited are you, Paul, in Milton Keynes? I'm very excited. We'll Can you babysit? A, a, what? Have you got any babysitting I, skills? I think, I'm, I think I'm busy then, Paul, but thank you. Congratulations. OK, so we've heard that clip now, and that was great. That was Paul Scoyne singing beautifully. Does it annoy you, Kelly, because you do write the script? Does it annoy you when yes. I, I... Oh, sorry. Sorry? Mm? Does it annoy you when I'm going to turn your microphone down for this? Because your answer is almost irrelevant. Does it annoy you when I stray from the script? No. OK. Yes. <laughs> I'm going to sneeze. Sneeze in French. La tu? No, I sweet. Pardonnez-moi. It's gone. Oh. Like the French. <laughs> Have they? I wish they would. I don't get it. Don't get France. Why? Well, that's the point of it. What is the point of it? Because you go there, Eiffel Tower, Le Tour Eiffel, seen that, um, arrogance, experienced that. Snails, yeah. On to Germany. Yeah, I just don't see the, I don't see the point of it. You mean they've done the doi I, I've married. I'm, I can't do those things anymore. I don't know what the door doing is. It's nice. It's just... Uh, have you ever been abroad? <laughs> Kelly, have you? Ever been abroad? Yes. Oh. Many times. Did you like it? I did, yeah. Because some of it's a bit ropey. No, I liked it. Okay. I know you've been abroad. You've probably, you've probably lived abroad, have you? Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. What's wrong with this country? You're racist. British racist. Anti-racist British. You anti-British racist. You ABR. Yeah. What was that? ABR. What does that mean? Anti-British racist. You're an anti-British racist. 
All right. <laughs> okay, fair, fair play. You let your flag fry, fly proudly, but it's not the British flag. I don't have a flag. Oh, controversial. How do you let people know what tribe you're from? They know. Okay. Hard Northern. <laughs> it's ah. none of their business. Where are we here? Ah, there we go. Yeah, to you, Catherine, you do this bit. Can you do it in the Sur la Spaniarde? Which yeah, one? Yeah. Ah, era así una vez un hombre contando una cuenta. Iba un poquito así. I don't even care what the clip is now. There's a clip. When Il uh, Milton Keynes man Alan Tyndall uh, found a toy gun in the street, he thought he'd take it home. Well, you would, wouldn't you? Clean it up and put it back where the owner could find it. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, trouble is, someone got the wrong end of the gunny stick. And uh, well, he, uh, Alan joins me now. Alan, you, t you can probably tell the story a whole lot better than I can. Um, what happened? Good morning. Good morning, Alan. What happened? Well, what actually happened? Well, a hard down the allotment. And on my way home, yeah. turning my corner on the street of Holton Hill, Emerson Valley, I spotted a toy gun on the grass. Oh, yeah. Soaking wet. So I picked it up. Yeah. I thought we had anything to do is take it home, dry it out, and put it back on the hedge in the morning. Beautiful. I love, I love leaving stuff or finding stuff left on a hedge. Well. I do it often with gloves it. and scarves. You don't, you don't know. And I've, I've gone back and found a All teddy the on the hedge once. Yeah. Okay, good idea. Oh, okay, so you took it back. I took it indoors, put it against the bottom of the radiator and thought no more about it. I thought in the morning I'll put it outside and whoever owns it can pick it up. So I went off in a cab to see a friend of mine who was on Coffee Hall, Milton Keynes, a nice evening. Came back at, at my home at 10 to... 10 in the evening. Yeah. No, sorry, 10 to 11. 10 to 11. And I found the house surrounded by police. <laughs> now, when you say surrounded, uh, how many coppers were there, Alan? Well, I'm not really sure. I mean, I was told not to move straight away as soon as oh. I got out of the taxi. Oh, blimey. Don't move. So I, I didn't move. I didn't have time to look around to see who was about. Yeah. And I was asked to hand over my house keys. I obviously did that. I didn't fancy being tasered or whatever. No, I did all kinds of things. And I handed over the keys. The officer went in the house. The female officer said, I repeat, don't move. Uh, he went in the house. He searched the house. But he eventually came back out and said, OK. He got the toy gun in his fingers. Evidence, exhibit number one. <laughs> oh, blimey. How, how convincing was this toy gun? Well, it was, I must say, it did look the McCoy. Beautiful. I mean, if you if you saw one, you'd think, yes, well, it could be the real thing. So very, I don't know why they're on sale. It's amazing why they're on sale to children, to yeah. parents, to give to their kids. Oh, I don't. I don't let my boys play with toy guns. I mean, they make toy guns out of sticks. They go, look, I've got a gun and a weapon, but I don't. I wouldn't buy them a toy gun. Um, so, uh, uh, at what point did um, the police realise it wasn't a real gun? Until they entered my home. Okay. Not until they entered my home. Yeah, and then they picked it up and they went, oh, "All right, lads. All right, lads. It's a toy. It's a toy." Yeah, we do apologise, but these things have to be looked into. And I thought, yeah, very fine. Yeah. 
I suppose in some ways it is very fine, isn't it? Because um, it's better to be safe than sorry. Because with uh, you, I mean, you sound like a you know a perfectly normal, rational gentleman, but yes. there is a chance that you could oh, have been I'm a, a nut- drummer, a percussionist. Oh, oh well, in that case, they were right to bust in. Then you drummers are nuts. <laughs> And you, you say you turned up at 10 to 11. I bet you're supposed to turn up at half past nine. Um, it's a drumming joke, guys. Uh, but you could have been a nut yeah, job, couldn't you? You could have been, you could have been a fruitcake. And, and, and so I, can, you, can you kind of see that they may have been a little bit heavy-handed, but, but, it, but perhaps best to err on the side of caution? Yes. Yeah. But, you know, I'm, I'm still bewildered. I can tell. As to the response. To pick for picking up a toy gun. Who grasped you up? Do you think? Well, I know who grasped me up. Well, don't mention any names. Is it someone who's got a grudge against you? Yes, it's a drug dealer. Wait a minute. This story's taken a very dark turn. Why has he got? Yeah. Well, but why has he got? Uh, well, hang on a minute. You know it was why? And he's a neighbour, is he? He's a neighbour. Okay. Yeah. Why would a drug dealer have a grudge against a drummer? I'd have thought you two guys. No, well, the reason he's got a grudge against me is because I don't like what he's doing. No, good for you. Good for you. Hey, what kind of music do you play, Alan? Rock, blues, jazz. Beautiful. You in a band at the moment? No, I'm basically retired. I play for charity now and again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's what's um, what's your what, what's your favourite song to 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 really kind of get going on the drums? Favourite song? Yeah, for you to play. Oh, for me to play Wipeout. Oh, really? The Safaris. Oh well, that's a hey, that's a that's a tricky one to play. That's a fiddly one. Yeah, I can still do it. Oh, good well, for I'm you. Out of breath at the end, though. <laughs> <laughs> that's all drums. That's all paradiddles and whatnots. Yes, um, triplets, flems, triplets and flems. Oh, bl- well, listen, Alan, bless you, and I really appreciate you coming. On. You're all right, though. It's not. It's not um, scarred you or anything. Sorry. It's th- th- this uh, hasn't put you off. You know, going to the allotment or or the police or anything, has it? No, no, but Good. I'm just warning people, you know, people out there, yep. be careful what you pick up when you're walking home. So, well, <laughs> there's a lesson for all of us. Be- Especially dog <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, ladies and gentlemen. There we go. <laughs> you know what I have to do now, and I have to do it, but none of us want to, but I have to. Apologies for the uh, language there from our... Um, uh, individualistic uh, uh, elderly drummer. Uh, never, uh, if you've got young ears in the car, I'm sorry. I never mean to offend with any bad language or anything like that. I've filed these parts of the podcast as though I make any contribution to the creation of this podcast is ludicrous, but under miscellaneousus. Mm-hmm. That's Greek. For bits and bobs. <laughs> it's not bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. No, it's not It's not bits and bobs. Bits and babs. No. Babs and bits. Here's the thing. It's not bit. It's not... Bits and bobs. What? The, the saying, bits and bobs. It's not bits and bobs. Bits and bobs. I just get me hand. I tell you what, let's listen to the miscellaneous, miscellaneous, and then I'll come back and we'll Miscellanea. talk. Got a keyboard last night for my birthday, and uh, that's some of the stuff that I wrote on it. Beautiful. Got plenty. I've actually written quite a lot of uh, songs on the old uh, the old keyboard last night. Do you want to? Do you use a single finger chord mechanism? Or... Uh, I I beg your pardon. I was playing with my keyboard. Where do you stand on fillings? <laughs> I don't stand. Here we go. Listen to this. Here we go. Listen to this. Just some um, stuff I did. No, I'm on. Sounds familiar. No. 
Yep. That bit, for sure. Oh, yeah, this is... Just, it just means me messing around last night. So be- creative. It's, be- it's better than uh, doing drugs or mugging old lady kid, lady, lady kids. Lady kids. Lady kids. Those lady kids. I mean, they've just. I just don't know what to think about them. Here we go. Last one. This is another. That was a tough one to play. So play that one again. That was a toughie. That was a toughie. It- That's a toughie. How I mean, long have you had that keyboard? I only got it yesterday for my birthday. Gosh. I was playing it and again, I just... Uh, oh. That's a fast one. I mean, yeah. flipping it. It took me ages. It took me about 20 minutes to get that one spot on. And Impressive. then I did and I just recorded it like this. Oh. Mm-hmm. Was, the trick was, cause I, I did that then. So I was recording it just onto my cassette recorder. Got that for my birthday as well. Thanks, Nan. Because uh, at the end, I kept going, mm, and I had to keep doing it until I didn't do it. So I'll be playing it. I've done the humming. I have to do it again and again. And I mean, Mum was banging on the ceiling. Will you pack with, that in? Where are you? Sh- it's ten past nine. Way past your bedtime, boy. Get turn that off. Oh, Mum, you've ruined it. I've got to do it again now, Mum. And then when she, um, when I knew that she was watching uh, Minder, I was flicking the V's at yeah. that. Don't you flick the V's at me, boy! They don't understand about your music, do they? They don't understand! So, have you thought about jacking this in and concentrating on yeah, the music? Yeah, I have actually, I have actually, yeah. Because I think it might be getting in the way. Yeah, I have actually. In fact, um, I wrote a song last night. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. It goes a little bit like this. <clears throat> you know, yeah, it's bizarre work. Recorded this all by myself. A monocle worn by Sir Patrick Moore is to be sold along with several globes he used on the telly. The late astronomer was much loved, much loved for squinting through the old-fashioned lens on a string. I know what a monocle is. You don't need to spec. What's a monocle? Oh, a lens on a string. It was not a string anyway. It was on a chain which corrected the sight in his right eye. It's going to go for 800 quid. Now, that sounds a lot, right? But then you compare it with um, the uh, only contract, this was sold yesterday, the only contract to be signed by them Beatles and that there Brian Epstein. Have a guess how much that went for. £365,000. But why did you buy it? I've got it here in front of me. Oh, in the newspaper? Yeah. Not the contract. I can't afford that kind of money. 300... And I, you know what? The BBC will be going, oh, could you? Could we have a lens on it, please? Can we have a lens on it for our thing we're doing next year where we want all rock and roll memorabilia? Can we have a lens on it? We'll give it back. And you go, you know, all right, then make sure you look after it. You give it to them in like one of those plastic wallets yeah. you get from Ryman's. And then it takes ages for it to come back. Yeah. And then they stop returning your emails. And then they do, it gets sent in, a, in an envelope, like a flimsy envelope, not even a jiffy. And it's all been folded up. <laughs> it's full of jam. It's got, and it's got a, a coffee stain on it. Oh. And you try and get hold of the 18-year-old researcher that borrowed it. Oh, they don't work here no more. Sorry. Unbelievable. The BBC really needs to buck up its ideas before I um, invest any more of my time in them. 03459 455 555. This is a weird compilation you've got playing underneath you. It's my karaoke. um... Oh. Shake it, shake it, like I'm supposed to. No, those aren't the words, Catherine. Yeah, they're totally the words. 
All the right junk in all the right places. I said, look at my fat bum as I walk down the street. You boys say you don't like it, but you'd like a treat. You'd like to touch it, like to see me bend down, pick up that coin. But aha, I ain't doing that, not for your joy. You see? Those are the actual words. You should tell Megan Trainer she's singing it all wrong. She's singing it all wrong. There we go. I've got it. I've got it. Finish that bit quickly. Don't matter. <laughs> it's giving me an idea for a phone in. Songs about queens. Songs about queens. It's about Queen Victoria. Right. God I can save think the of... Queen. No. No, no. no, I mean like the Sex Pistols version. Oh, yeah. I know. Fair play. We'll have that. Her Majesty by the Beatles. Yeah. Um, and the Stone Roses did one about the Queen. They were going to kill her or something, weren't they? don't remember that one. Stone Roses... Isn't it? It's curtains for you, Elizabeth, my dear. Isn't that about the Queen? I don't know. Well, let's say it is. It makes it. Just I makes it, it easy. Soft furnishings. No, 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 no. Songs about the Queen. It queens. Queens. Oh, <laughs> we have fun with that. Mm. <laughs> Lucky me, <laughs> dear. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Let's go straight to Kelly Betts, who's going to have loads of songs about queens. Queenie, Queenie, who's got the ball? Okie dokie. She's literally. Talking out of what can only be described a perfectly formed bunghole. Really, I mean that's um, that's it. Songs about queens, please. Uh, explosions in your life. Um, oh three four five nine four double five five double five. Once I had a bottle of champagne explode. Oh, because right? the fridge went bung overnight. Bung. Why did I say bunga? Because you said bung earlier. Yeah. Bunga bunga party. Everything froze. Huh? Everything froze in my fridge. All right. It, it went bust. Oh. And uh, this bottle of champagne exploded. We always had homemade wine exploding. I mean, that was de rigueur in the seventies. That's what it's supposed to do, isn't it? <laughs> Killer Queen's not about the Queen, Jamie. You plum. It's got to be songs about queens, not like just the word queening. Oh. Anyone could do that. It's got to be about actual queens. That song was specifically oh, like Dancing Queen. That was about the Queen of uh, Norway. I'm going to say. Um, no, it wasn't. That was about. Um, um, that was uh, Abba's nickname for Bjorn. <laughs> Chance to be a fine thing. I would make such a good gay man, apart from one, one, one tiny thing. <laughs> I'd be so good at it, though. But just that thing is what puts me off. But everything else, I'd be brilliant at it. It's quite pivotal, that. Oh, three, four, five, yeah, that's the problem. Oh, three, four, five, nine, four, double, five, five, double, five. Now, towards the end. I love this. This is popping up quite a bit recently. I don't know why. There must be a film out. Future expert predicts boom in Android lovers. Future expert. These are futurologists. These are people who just get paid to go on the radio and go, well, yeah, what will happen in 25 years' time? Shut up, tomorrow's world. We'll be having sex with robots in the next 10 years. Some people already are, aren't Exactly, they? ladies and gentlemen, exactly. Robots already build our cars, clean our houses and make our food. But soon, they'll be jumping into bed with many of us. Oh, sexy robot. Well, all you got to do, because you get those um, blow-up dolls, all you got to do is... You get an attachment. Is, but do the, the eagle eyes, the little <laughs> thing at the back of the head that makes the eyes move around. The string on the... You are so sexy, I want to make love to you. Pull that. She'll have an accent, my one. That's just the thing. Pull that. Beautiful. Scary one, I'm in. Literally. Bit... Beautiful. She... Boom. That's the problem. You go boom, because you have to blow them up. This is why the robot ones would be a step in the right direction. Speaking of explosions... Step in the right... Yeah? They would explode, wouldn't they? With, with passion, they'd have to have a um, they'd have to have a chip built into them that would um, prevent that from happening. And I, 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 for a, for the lady robot, I can see how that would work. 
A gentleman robot? Really? Really? Rise of the robots? Hmm? It may seem like the plot <laughs> of a raunchy sci-fi movie, but the popularity of sex androids, sex droids, is already on the rise, with manufacturers offering lifelike moving dolls for, quote, private fun. Oh. It's like... It's, he is a futurologist. It's like on the washing machine. What's the but point? What if... <laughs> <laughs> what if... Put some eyes on it. The robot turns against you and kills you. He, he, as we've seen in the documentaries, yes. The Terminators. At home with the Terminators. Well, then you'd be dead, mate. Has and no one seen Blade all Runner? Of your household appliances against you. Yeah, Blade Runner. Futurologist Dr. Ian Pearson has now predicted that the specialised robots will start to appear in ordinary homes. There ain't, no, there ain't nobody ordinary that has it away with a robot. <laughs> in the next decade, as Randy Humans, Randy. That, that'll be us, guys, look for hassle free love. In a report produced for an online sex shop, he says... So futurologist Dr Ian Pearson is taking the sex shop dollar. Some people will enthusiastically embrace relationship-free robot sex as soon as mm. they can afford one, as early as 2025. People who like mechanical, predictable encounters. The uh, brothels, and, brothels and strip clubs will soon include robots. And they will be a specific fetish for some <laughs> people, as well as a potentially cheaper replacement for real-life so interactions. So there will be a robot that will take its clothes off. Yeah. What if it just looks like I'm that Johnny Five? Too sexy for my shirt. <laughs> syntax error. Syntax error. <laughs> they can already get them for six grand. He says the early. Oh no, hang on. Uh, Neil Slateford, co-owner of Britain's biggest online sex toy retailer, Love Honey. Gosh. Love, honey. Predicts that robot sex will be commonplace far sooner. He says, yeah, the early robotic toys are out of the price range of most people, costing around six fares and pans. But technology is developing all the time. Prices will inevitably come down and we envisage selling mass market robotic toys in around three years. They could be brilliant. Unless they could be brilliant. They could be. They'd probably be rubbish. <laughs> they could be brilliant. And let's face it, it's the safest way to have a threesome with your partner oh. and not end up in a divorce court. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm assuming they'll be wiped down. The thing is... <laughs> I was going to say, the ones that are in communal areas, flipping, eh? <laughs> US firm, this is the best story in the world. And guys, if you've got children, I'm sorry, but it's their future we're talking about here. US firm, True Companions website, advertises an ultra-realistic sex robot known as Roxy, triple X, describing it as a good replacement for a wife or girlfriend without the social issues. Yeah, if you, if you don't like people. Oh, man alive. Gosh. Well, uh, I, I, my, my boys are going to have a good time in the future. So, that was what the Miss Galeniano. Welcome back. It's not Bits and Bobs. What is it? I don't know if I should tell you. Brick a brack. It's Bibs and Bobs. Who said? The world. That's what used to be Bibs and Bobs, and we've transformed it into Bits and Bobs. That's a fact. What's a bit? But the bob does is the bit that doesn't make sense. The bits is the only bit that does. Yeah. Well, don't, even that bit's not accurate. Let me Google <sighs> what's it. What's a bib? Twisting my melody. It's a thing that you wear bib. as a baby. Yeah, but why would you buy... A lobster. Why would you have loads of those? Well, if you've got loads of babies. <laughs> oh, is it? Ah, oh, right. Is it to do with, like, little bits of items, of, small items of clothing? But then what's a bob? It's the fella that sells them. <laughs> bobs. Bibs. Bibs and bobs. Um, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. We're going to go to the um, uh, the English Stack Exchange. <laughs> Someone's asked the question. It's like um, Yahoo Questions, but for uh, Boaniacs. 
Bibs and bobs. What does it mean? Where does it come from? Just exactly what is a bibs and a bobs? And where the heck did that expression come from anyway? Um, I can't be bothered to find the explanation. Yeah. Good, good. This is a little project for you there. Oh, I've just checked to see if we're recording, and sadly we are. Shame. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you do this bit in, in um, uh, foreign language, American. <laughs> oh, I can't do any accents whatsoever. You can't even do English accent. I don't know mm. what that voice is. How do Americans do it? Someone say something in American so I can remember, remind myself. You want a coffee? I'm walking here. I filed these parts on the podcast. Hey, man, I filed these parts on the podcast, man. Go on, have a go. I was going to pretend that that was me doing no. that. No, 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 that you was have me. Have a go. Come on. Oh, oh, you have a go. Come on. This is equal opportunities. <laughs> People can't say that. A story we didn't do in the paper today is that short men have less sex than tall men. Well, that's obvious. Can't reach. (laughs) Can't reach the knobs. The doorknobs to get in to the ladies' bedroom. Or the gentlemen's. Your um, granddad's Irish, Short gay men come off worst. Do Irish. Do it like your granddad, but without the swearing. I can't do Irish either. You've got to do something, mate, otherwise we're stuck here. Come on. We're stuck at about 45 minutes into the podcast. We've got to finish the podcast. I'm just going to do whatever comes out. Oh dear. Will you do Dealey? He's not here. Yeah, do, I'll do, but, I'll do, do an American Dealey. I filed it's... these parts of the podcast onto bare naked ladies. That's Australian. Do Australian. Yeah. I can do Australian. Nice. Okay, do Australian. I can do Australian. Go on then. I filed these parts of the podcast onto bare naked ladies. Your voice. <laughs> <laughs> Is it still fun? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I've been saying to a lot of folks uh, lately, we're we're 27 years in, and I'm. I think I'm having more fun than ever. Actually, we did. Uh, we just came off 37 dates in America, where we also had Colin Hay, who's opening up this uh, mm. UK tour with us, and it was just a pleasure. We had Colin and the Violent Femmes, and I just felt very fortunate to still be in a rock band with people I uh, enjoy. And now, now do and this is a serious. Thing. I, we we're just talking about the Kinks. We're in Crouch End, which is kind of near where the Kinks live, and I'm reading the book. But the Kinks hate each other, okay, and they and they stay together for years, but they hate. Do you still really? Get on. There's got to be kind of bits that wind you up about each other. Well, there certainly are bits that wind us up, but you know the joy for us is that we love bare naked ladies, but hate the kinks, and that's what keeps us going. Uh, no, we don't. We actually love the you kinks. You have to have a, a scapegoat rock band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's the kinks. Is it? That's always the kinks. That's yeah, blasphemy in this country. Well, yeah. we're united in our hatred of the kinks. It's not true. Uh, tell us about Sil- who wants to tell us about Silverball, the new album, which is a treat, by the way. I would love to tell you about Silverball. What do you want to know? I know everything about it. How much money did you make for it? <laughs> uh, zero so far. <laughs> how, how, I mean, what, what number album is this? We, we've got to be into the teens, haven't we? Yeah, I think it's fourteen. Jeez. It depends if you count uh, a live record or something in there. I think it's our. Okay. I think it's our fourteenth studio album, actually. I agree with that. Yeah. I think it's number fourteen, and number fourteen is obviously a lucky number. Because it's like lucky seven times two. Okay, yeah, yeah. So I'm not, I don't have another shred of mathematic <laughs> evidence that that's a true statement. But um, 14 albums in, we're still making records. We mm. still enjoy it. Um, this time we worked with Gavin Brown. Uh, he's done our last two records, actually. He's a Toronto guy. Um, producer, he's worked with Metric and Tragically Hip and uh, Billy Talent and, and bands like that. Um, and he's a great guy, and he's got a great beard. He's a, I was going to say, you've come back kind of hairier 
than before. There's a, you know, with certain exceptions, there's a lot of yeah. hair. I'm Go. the exception. No, I have. I there's a mole right here that actually sprouts a little, it, little hair. But otherwise, I'm, I'm not really. I can't really contribute. Jim's, Sorry, Jim's guys. still a baby. Yeah. <laughs> so He's a know. wee baby. <laughs> Why are you doing a Pakistani accent? Oh, again. I don't understand. Every time. I don't get it. <laughs> are you a democratic band? It sounds like. You know, everyone's kind of chipping in. Is that how it works? Yeah, we're we're actually we're probably closer to socialists wow. than we are to Democrats. Um, but yeah, everybody gets heavily involved uh, in every aspect of it. Um, I think that's why it's such a pleasure to record. It's not uh, it's not a dictatorship in the studio. I, I have got beef with you. I'm clutching my phone because I've got my boys five and three. They've kind of just discovered you. My, my eldest went to his first concert last week. He went to see the Monkees. First concert. But the Monkees? Took him to see the Monkees, yeah. Wow. Yeah, the I know. Monkeys? The Monkees? A, a new Monkees? That's the Monkees, Monkees. That's the, the old monkeys. the old Monkees. It's more like the Monkey now. But it's just very Monkey. But I've got my, my boys have discovered you now and they love you and that's great. It's brilliant. But th th my car journeys. This is my car journey. Yeah, that's the youngest. That's you, isn't it? This goes on for like five minutes, guys. <laughs> Why is your son doing a Pakistani accent? <laughs> Thank you, Ed. Because my, my wife is from Pakistan. <laughs> this goes on for like five, constantly. I love it. That's not a repeat. That's no, a, this is a natural repeat. This is it, just going on and on. Yeah, they're good boys. Yeah. <laughs> Good taste. No, I mean, Boys, your allowance is in the mail. <laughs> and this is one of the things that is great about you is that, um, uh, and I've got to phrase this properly, is your songs, it's kind of, there's, there's adult stuff going on, but there's something childlike about them as well. Is, is, that, is, that, part, is that how you seal part of your appeal? Well, we're a fairly simple lot, I think. Uh, That's sort of embedded in the whole philosophy mm. and roots of the band, you know, even in the band name. It's sort of got a childlike uh, quality to it. Oh, the boys think it's hilarious. Oh, where are you going today, Daddy? Oh, I'm going to see bare naked ladies. Oh, yeah, boobies. They're they're excited. Any chance of any boobies today? Only man boobies. <laughs> you know you're what? into that. Forty two. I'll take. I'll take. And your your kids love them as well. Awesome. Wow. She, knows wow. she may sing that better than I do. Well, I just, if you ever, you know, if you ever get a sore throat or anything, we've got a couple of candidates that are willing to come in. Well, we're, we're a lot like Menudo, but our cutoff age is 50. <laughs> <laughs> so once we get to 50, we, start, we have to start uh, rotating in British children. How do you, very quickly, we're going to let you go because I know you've, you've kind of just got here yesterday and you must be shattered. How do you decide, because you've got so many songs and so many albums and so many good songs. How do you, do you kind of fight over which ones you get to play? I mean, obviously there are the obvious ones. If you didn't play one week, I'm guessing you'd get lynched, but the kind of... Well, what's happening right now is, especially on the last two records, is a lot of the new songs really play well live. They work for the quartet, you know, and so it's, it's been nice to have that new batch of songs to throw into the set, and they seem to work really seamlessly. So, it I don't keeps know. us excited as well yeah, when, yeah. We, when we we're playing newer material, and the audience loves it. Forget all the hits. Play us some new stuff. 
Um, but you know, we're, yeah. we're a band that doesn't hate our hits, too. Good. You know, so, uh, you know, I enjoy the energy that playing a hit song injects into a live show. And if we're bored of something or sick of something, we just change it mm. or we leave it out for a while. We're, we're, we've got a long career and we've got a lot of songs to choose from. There are a few songs that we play every night. Mm. So we just find ways to, to keep them interesting. But I never want to be a guy on stage that's not enjoying what he's doing. So if we're not enjoying something, we take it out of the rotation. Now, that was the Bare Ladies, and boy, wasn't that a lot of fun. Mm. You've really um, taken your foot off the accelerator when it comes <laughs> to writing the links, because normally they're, you obviously got worn out by typing pod a hundred times. You could have just copied and pasted it. That was dumb. I did. But so all of the links that I, I've remembered uh, I filed this under, I filed this under, and this one is I filed these parts of the podcast mm. under Feisty. She doesn't file anything. What's she talking about filing? Ke- Kelly has filed these parts of the podcast under Feisty. Well, David Atherton is chairman of the pro-smoking group Freedom to Choose. Uh, morning, David. Good morning, Ian. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm fine, thanks. Listen, if you're stupid enough to smoke in front of your kids and set them a bad example, then you know, that's fair enough. Um, but I think, bring, would you agree that bringing in the, the, the ban in the car in front of kids is, is perhaps a little bit, um, a little bit fascist? Oh, you're pinching and pinching all my best lines at the moment. Oh, sorry, boss. I'll shut up. You, you, you do them then. Go on, you do them. You know, no, no, no problems there. Um, Joking apart, um, if you want to go on on the freedom angle, um, what is the difference between banning smoking in a car with kids to banning smoking in the home with kids? Well, the the argument could be you could you could have a um, uh, you could do it in different rooms, I suppose. And smoke in the car is the car is a more enclosed space, I suppose. No, no, in 1998, Ash said they had no plans to to add, to recommend the banning of smoking in pubs and restaurants. Yeah, because it was all a nasty, nasty, nasty rumor for the tobacco companies. You know, um, you know, the the, the anti smokers will never will never sleep. I, I've I've heard somebody from Ash saying, well, well, well the banning of smoking in cars should be extended to to any to anybody in, in a car. So this is just a slippery slope of more and more legislation, more and more bullying and bullying of smokers and the, the more sort of marginalization and you know, you know, it's like yourself in. You know, mad enough to smoke in front of in, in front you know, mad enough to smoke in front of kids. Yeah. You know, that's that's a bit strong, isn't it? You know, what we what we do, ban next, ban ban a drink of alcohol in front of kids, eating no. eating red meat in front of kids? No, if you smoke in front of a kid you're an idiot. Smoke in front of your kids you're an idiot. Why? Smoke in front of my smoke in front of one of my kids, I'll have a word with you. Why? Sorry? But why? <laughs> because um, you're you're normalising something that is that is um, dangerous and life threatening. Oh, okay. So 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 we, so we as a group, smokers should be denormalised by the state and everybody else. No, no, else no, 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 no. What I'm saying is, I don't want my kids to think it's acceptable to smoke. I mean, they'll make their own decisions and they'll probably will experiment with it. Uh, I used to smoke a long time ago, and and I was sensible enough to realise, oh yeah, hang on, this is costing me a fortune and it's killing me. I think I might uh, stop now. I would never would never smoke in front of kids. Uh, well, that, that, that's a matter of that, that's just a matter of discretion, isn't it? Um, well, I don't want to give them cancer. Uh, well, and you're going to trot out there's no evidence that um, passive smoking is dangerous. Well, there is. There is loads of evidence uh, well, that passive smoking. Well, well, what was your evidence? I, I, well, surprisingly, uh, David, I don't have the facts and figures, but obviously, passive smoking is dangerous. Uh, well, let, let me quote you a man of Sanford of uh, of Ash. Okay. It was caught off guard ten years ago in, in an interview with Professor Tim Luckhurst. Okay, uh, tell because I'll, I'll, spe- I'll be speaking to her in an hour. So you, you, you uh, tell oh, me what to, what to oh, ask. Oh, yeah. oh, good stuff. Well, put it to it. What she said was, yeah, um, ten years ago in this interview with Professor Tim Tim Luckhurst. Yeah, 
that most of the studies done in the passive smoking do right. not reach statistical significance. Yeah, but it's obvious, though, isn't it? You're blowing out toxic chemical uh, smoke. That will go in the... You'd accept that smoking is bad for the smokers, right? That's a fact, yeah? Oh, yeah, I, the, the active smoking, yes. Right, so, yeah, so yeah, how, yeah, could it, how, could it, how could it not be bad for the people okay, that are breathing okay, well, in? Let me, let, 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 me, let me put no, the dangers no. of passive smoking in, in simple terms. Yeah. Um, OK, if you went into a restaurant with, with, with 50 covers, you say there's 50 tables there, and it had 50 candles on the table, you will be, you'll be breathing in the equivalent of 100 cigarettes and similar carcinogens as well. No one's ever talking about banning candles in restaurants, are they? Um, if what, you're what, standing... what, you t- what, no, hang on a minute. What, Seriously? What, what, no, that, that's, that's balls, I'll be honest. Pass- if you just go to the NHS website, passive smoking can damage your body because secondhand smoke contains more than 4,000 chemicals, many of which that's are irritants and toxins. So I wouldn't is, want kids... opinion. Sorry? There are plenty... Of scientists. Yeah, we can listen. We can all well, listen. Th- 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 oh, you started off so well, and now you've embarrassed yourself, David. We can all pick. We can all pick and choose, cherry pick stuff that that supports, you know, one argument or another. It's obvious, mate, and you know it's obvious. If you're blowing out that, so what you're saying when you breathe in the smoke, yeah. right? The chemicals stay in you. The bad stuff stays in you, and well, then you what? Your 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 um your your throat is like a filter that filters out all the bad stuff. So when you, br- you blow it out, it's up. just like fun the smoke. Yeah, the, the lungs Your lungs are, are a filter which yeah. filters out all the bad stuff yeah. so that when you blow it out, it's just like fun smoke. Yeah, OK, fine. L- l- is that what you're saying? That's what you're saying. Wow. David, you're brilliant. OK. OK, do you want 50 quid for charity on this one? No, no, I don't. OK, fine. Just to give you an example, if you, if you, what somebody breathes in, if you're in a room that was unventilated, yeah. and uh, didn't have any air conditioning in it, um, the non-smoker would breathe in one-hundredth of, of what the smoker does. If the room yeah. was ventilated, it would probably be about one-five-hundredth, one-thousandth. OK, what about in a car? Uh, it's about the same, actually. Um, if you, according, if you to the sta- according to the stats that you've got, and I could go online now and I could find loads of other stats that... that were, listen, that you're like... Uh, uh, listen, I, I'm kind of agreeing that banning smoking in cars in front of kids is stupid. If you smoke in front of your kids, then, man alive, you, you, you're dumb and you obviously don't care for your kids. But banning it in cars is a little bit nanny state. But come on, David, come on. You can't argue that your lungs act as a filter that filter out the 4,000 chemicals in cigarettes so when you blow that smoke out, it's just like the smoke they have on top of the pops or something. Are you, are you seriously suggesting that? Uh, it, it's probably not a million, million miles away. And by the way, wow. there, might four, there might be 4,000 chemicals in cigarette smoke, but only about 70 are potentially dangerous. Okay. Um, and by the way, um, in, in coffee... Is that all? Is that all? Is that all? <laughs> okay. In coffee, there's 2,000 chemicals, yeah. which all your coffee I don't, I don't spit my coffee down my kids' throats. So mm. that's, that, that comparison is pointless. Well, OK, so well, I'll I, 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 I tell you what I'll do. I will, I will email, email your researchers today, those, uh, the scientific papers on... on, on yeah, on, fine, on and then I'll go and find some ones that contradict it. We can, we can find anything we want that will back up the argument we want. It, but it's obvious, isn't it? It's obvious, well, and you know it is. Uh, well, no, no, I don't know, because you know, it, you know, it, it is one of, one of the most appalling abuses of science. David, are you a smoker? Years. I am a smoker, yeah. OK, so you, you're basically... You've got kids? Uh, well, they're growing up now, Okay, yeah. you, And you smoked in front of your kids? 
Yeah, did you? Yeah, OK. You're basically just trying to justify your own stupidity. That's all it is. And that's fine. You're an addict. You're an addict. And that's fine. You, you, are, you, are, um, you are justifying your addiction. Some might say a weakness. I wouldn't, because it's bloody hard to stop smoking. But you're justifying your addiction and justifying your, your stupidity in front of your own right, kids. Ian, and that's fine. Ian, let me qualify what you, what, what you just said there. My daughter who smokes... With, you know, oh, I'm so phone. sorry. Um, you know, doesn't, doesn't, well, it's her, her decision. I'd much rather she smoked than, than, than drank alcohol when, when she was under, under the age of 18. But anyway, but well, well I'm, so, I'm sorry, I'm sorry that you've, you've done such a poor job in raising your kids that they smoke. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a bit rude, isn't it? I'm genuinely sorry. I'm sorry that you, you've not weren't able to set a healthy, loving example for them. Uh, well, you know, I mean, perhaps there's other, perhaps there's, perhaps there's other ways I... Um, uh, I, I, I oh, uh, I'm sure there were. I'm not saying you're a bad dad. I'm just saying in one massive area, you, you kind of, you fell down significantly. Uh, well, I'm, I'm sure, that, I'm sure for, for, for all my failures, I've made, success, made successes elsewhere. Oh, I'm sure you have. I'm, I'm not I'm lots of one second saying you're a bad dad in all areas. I'm sure you're a brilliant dad in most areas, but in one really significant one that could, you know, potentially give your kids cancer, you, fa- you failed. Right, well, well that's, that, that's, that, that, that's an arguable point about giving them cancer. Um, and also as well, but let me, I'll just finish the point on that one, if I may. Uh, my son didn't like smoking, and he used to complain about it from the age of four. So I used to smoke in a different room to him where, where, when, uh, when he was growing up. And when he went to bed, I used to, then I used to light up the There's a spark room. up, I thank God the little sod's gone to bed. Let, quick, where's the Benson and Edges? Spark him up. <laughs> Let's have him. All that laugh. Oh, dear. Oh, I, I was a Marlborough smoker when I was younger, then I went oh. to Oh, no, thank you. No, thank you. Does it smell smoky? Uh, it probably does, yeah. I'm all right, thanks. Well, that's, pretty, that's not the point I'm making. I will ask you, uh, if, you, mind, if, if, you mind, if, if you don't mind me smoking in my own home, and if, you, you know, if you're asthmatic or uh, for whatever reason, I will go outside. So you realise... Oh, hang on a minute. But if you're asthmatic, why would, why would you... If someone else was asthmatic, why would you smoking have an effect on them? Because I thought it was just like harmless smoke that came out that gave off no more toxins than a couple of candles in a restaurant. Bad for their health. It's bad for their health, isn't it? Well, indeed, you know. Brilliant. I mean, so you've just contradicted your own argument about the candles in a restaurant. You know, right, okay. And if, well, if an, well, okay, right, if you want to get a conversation about asthma, the thing you think to, to trigger an asthma attack, you need a protein. Um, you need a protein. There is no protein in cigarette smoke. So then why, you, are, why are you saying to asthmatics, do you mind if I smoke in front of you? Oh, you'd rather I didn't. So, you, so you're realising, yeah, you, you've acknowledged, yeah, David, you've acknowledged that it's bad for... Well, you've, OK, two things, and thank you for, the, for clarifying that. You've acknowledged that it is bad for other people, and that um, smoking is... No, is it's bad. It's it, disgusting. It, it, it's but you just said it can, sometimes. Well, then, why, then why, why are you offering uh, in front of asthmatics? Why would you mention asthma if, it's not, if you're not acknowledging that the smoke can be, can be uh, uh, upsetting medically Irritating. for them? Okay, well, it irritates their asthma. Right, okay, well, let me finish my point on, on asthma. Go on. If someone does, does get an asthmatic attack, yeah. they think from uh, cigarette smoke, it will be psychosomatic. Come on, David. David. If you're smoking a cigarette in front of an asthmatic yeah. and they have a bit of an episode, it's, it's, they're imagining it. Oh, physical mate. symptoms. Okay. Um, I, 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 
Okay. I would say, I say you, you've spoken 80% guff today. Let's end on a positive note. We can all agree that vapours are, are, are arrogant, can't we? Vapours are arrogant. Why? Oh, God, here we go. David, been fun talking to you. Speak to you again soon. Thanks very much. Cheers. Ta-ta. David Atherton, chairman of the pro-smoking group Freedom to Choose. You were talking about the no smoking in the cars, and you said, why should, what's it got to do with you if people smoke in their own homes and, and potentially damaging their children? And my first thought was, that's what happened with paedophilia. People used to say, <laughs> no, it's not funny, though, Ian. I don't think it's funny at all, because... I'm not laughing at paedophilia, Sally. I'm laughing at how you've made the jump from me asking the, 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 the woman from Ash. And I didn't ask specifically what you said. What I said was, what's it got to do with you? I didn't then specify um, smoking in the homes. I'm interested to see how you've made the jo- jump from smoking... I'm interested to see how you've made the jump from smoking in homes to child abuse. Let's go. It was about your comment. You were in the frame of talking about smoking at home. Why is that not being brought in? Why is it only in the cars? Why haven't they said it's illegal in the home? And you said I think it's illegal to abuse children in cars. Sorry, did you want me to finish, or do you want to? I'm, I'm really, I'm, I'm really, I'm really struggling, Sally, and I'm a little bit, um, I'm a little bit annoyed that you've made a connection between paedophilia and smoking. But I'm going to button it, and I'm going to give you the chance to dig yourself out of this hole that you've got yourself in. Let's go. Where you go? My comment is not about the link between the two. My comment is that as a society, we are being told we should look out for one another. And what I'm, my first, when you said to that lady, so what's it got to do with you? It brought me back to some of the major things that have gone wrong in our society, such as paedophilia, such as where people have been abused in their own home, women being knocked around, men being knocked around. There's a vast things I could have come on to say. But the whole point is, if somebody doesn't say it's wrong and I'm going to make it my business, you don't have to be a nosy neighbour next door, but I know people who smoke in their house. But when I go in, I think I just stand at the door and I say hello, and I get out. And my heart has always gone out to those children who are living in that. So to me, the abuse you're doing to a child can be far, as far-reaching as if you were don't, physically hurting someone. Don't say someone. it. Don't say it. You said it. What have I said? You said something really, really ridiculous. That, so that if uh, the abuse that you're de- dealing out to a child, if you smoke in the home, can be as far-reaching as sexual abuse. No, I said as physical abuse. So please don't put words in my mouth. Well, no, you you've, no, Sally, you've, you've, you, Sally, you've brought up... Se- I, 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 can you explain to me why you've brought up child sexual abuse and spousal abuse in this conversation? Because I haven't got a clue what the connection is. Because of turning a blind eye in, what I'm saying is, just because something is occurring, are you advocating that if it's happening in somebody's own home, it's nothing to do with anybody else, it's up to the parents? Is that what you're advocating? I'm not even going to qualify that with a response, what? Sally, because it's so oh. ridiculous. And you've, you've really... I, I don't know if you're having a bad day, but you've really... <laughs> you've embarrassed yourself, but I appreciate your call. Thank you, Sally. <laughs> You've embarrassed yourself, Ian, I think, by not okay. having an open debate, because you don't like about, it, Ian, about, to end the conversation. By about that, child Ian, ab- a waste of space. If you want to be a proper pre- presenter, then have a rounded conversation. It was your radio station that phoned me back because they wanted me to have a conversation. You're the one that doesn't want to have a conversation back. But then Ian Lee never wants to, does he? Bye, Ian. Can we go now, Kelly? Yes, say bye. See you
Wouldn't want a beer. Beer. See you later, mate. Yeah, bye. Anyone gonna press stop? Hey, you're in charge of the podcast. Facility. Ian, I see your bum <laughs> almost every single day. You never oh, no. see my bum. You saw I, it there. I see no, the top seriously, of your bum you, on so a regular basis. I have a belt on and still ride low. Because I'm, yeah. so, I'm so slim. Well, <laughs> I make a point of never showing my bum. I've seen it more than I've, I've seen I've your seen face. It. I just never mention it. Listen, guys, I'm not just a piece of meat. I'm a human being as well. <laughs> it's right? the elephant in the room. <laughs> you, you see that as well? Thanks for listening to this free download from BBC Three Counties Radio, your local radio station for beds, hearts and bucks on FM, AM, digital radio and online at bbc.co.uk slash three counties. 